It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am, for every episode. My favorite two hours of the week when I get to be with my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. Here we are, buddy. Week 11. We're getting through it, man. I felt like I was a little bit worried about what the recording was going to be like the other day because, you know, we didn't have a great week and you wanted to buy and I wasn't in the headspace for it. And now we're come back and we're going to turn it around. We're going to have a great week. We've moved on. We totally moved on. That's, you know what? Not only are you a good friend, <laughs> you're a professional. It's true. We move on. So to remind people today, we will do our big balls bet of the week. We will finalize the games that we love the most. For our final five, reminder, following the award-winning Action Network app, see where we land officially by noon on Sunday. See what we end up loving. Simon and I will talk on Sunday after we record Convince Me, which you can watch in the Action Network app. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on the Twitter, at Action Network HQ. We will do, uh, I'll remind everybody that our Foxhole bet this week, Pat's minus three. Still a couple of minus threes out there, but it's moving. Simon says, Cowboys minus one. That's been moving. Uh, executive decision, Texans plus three and a half. That's been moving. We got to get to some scooch roulette. We got to get to the money line, Ron Robin. Before we get to anything, let's get to it. Sharp calls. <laughs> Hello. Who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Yeah, and another week of couple guys telling us what we're doing wrong and then a couple guys saying how they love our picks. So to no one's surprise, oh, well, I guess to some people's surprise, they love the Cowboys. New coming in, this was going to be a professional play. Got a little scared off, right? I took the number of minus two and it shot all the way down to minus one. I go, oh, man, I, I might be uh, misreading this one and making a huge mistake. But I think the information I've been getting is good. Got early word that they had injuries to their offensive line. Got early word that Justin Jefferson might be a little banged up. Again, still thinks he's going to play. That's a huge advantage, right? The number one receiver, I guess you could say number two receiver in football behind Tyree Kill, he's a little banged up. That's a concern if you're a Vikings team going up against a Dallas team that, again, they have 
a good secondary, especially there with Diggs. So um, that's a game I feel like we're going to talk about. We like Dallas. The professionals like Dallas. The public, we already knew they were going to be all over Minnesota. They'll tease Minnesota. It's just one of those numbers they love, right? It's a gift. The sportsbooks give people every week. They give you the plus one and a half on certain games. It's like, yeah, let me take that up to seven and a half on a teaser. No-brainer play. Um, usually is a trap. So, But this week, I, I was definitely on that one early. Um, it's nice to hear the professionals like it as well. Um, a game that we we didn't talk much about, but we both um, – yeah, we liked we both liked the side in it was the Pittsburgh Cincy game. Heard from multiple professionals they like they really like Pittsburgh again this week. They like him as a dog in this position. They like him at home as a dog with Tomlin. I can't go against it. I understand where they're coming from, but to me, the Cincy just feels like a smart play where, you know, this is a team that can move the ball up and down the field on most teams. Again, I get it. JJ Watt's back. That offensive line has issues for Cincy, but I just I can't get there with them. And the fact the numbers come down so much, I mean, we can talk about it coming up on the show, but if that got the three and a half, three, how do I not take Cincy there? So it's definitely interesting. The numbers come from five and a half to five. Um, that's really smart professional money coming in on it. Again, another game we'll talk about today, Houston. We thought, we thought it, when we talked about, we thought it was going to be a pros versus Joe's game. The ticket count's not as despaired as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be way more tickets on Washington. I thought the public bill over that one, but it's not as far off as you think. But the money is definitely slanted towards this Houston team, which, again, talked to a couple different guys that really liked Houston this week, a three, three and a half. I like it at three and a half. I don't know if I'd love it as much at three. I still think it's a good number, but three and a half feels like the smart number in that game. I could see it being a field goal game, right? I feel like that's that's what most of us project out with Houston. They'll have a lead. They just don't know how to protect these leads. So if they're up by two, if, they're, if it, the game's tied – you just assume Houston loses that one. So interesting. 58, but... uh, 58% of the, sorry to interrupt you, the 58% of the tickets are on the commanders. To, to your point, 85% of the money on the Texans. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that's from two groups. Like I just, I know one group that came in really heavy. Uh, I don't even know. Not, not today, but like I would say 24 hours, uh, 20 hours ago, I got a text about a group hitting that number heavy. Not all the books, right? But I just saw, as soon as I checked the action app, I saw a bunch of threes across the board. So it was three and a half all morning. And then I really literally got this text. I looked and it was like all these threes just shifted. So clearly there, there's a people taking a heavy position. I liked it already. Like me and Chad both already bet it earlier in the week. I've continued to bet it at three and a half. Um, hopefully you're listening to this on Friday. You can still get the three and a half. Because to me, that's that's a key number in this kind of matchup. So the last one, again, I don't, even, I don't think we're going to talk about much because I don't want to take the Bears, um, Atlanta. Atlanta was minus three all week. The professionals have come in heavy on that again. It's a strength versus a weakness in that fact that Atlanta wants to run the ball and the Bears can't stop the run. I think, again, that's what these guys are going to be betting. Chad's going to talk about it, maybe that he likes it at three and a half for the Bears. Hard to argue against that. I've seen all of Atlanta's games this year, right? It's a team I've really been on. They they play close games, and that's a huge key number, three and a half. So I would prefer Atlanta minus three. If you can't find it at your book and all you have is a three and a half, I don't hate it taking the Bears, but to me, I would just pass on that game. So um, it's just interesting the professionals, they like that Atlanta team in a bounce-back spot here. I think they're on an 0-3 straight uh, ATS streak after starting 6-0. and um, I think they think the values come back around on this Atlanta team. All right. We owe people a big balls. We're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. uh, 
couple games that are floating around it. And we touched just now on a lot of the games that we had zeroed in on the other day that we still like. Full disclosure, most of these games, Simon and I have bet at some point during the week. Um, I haven't bet the Bears because I'm still waiting on a three and a half. I haven't bet Atlanta. A couple games that I do want to get to, though. So let's talk about the Cowboys because that is one that is so interesting. At what point do you think the Vikings go from being a mediocre team that's getting lucky to a good team that keeps itself in a position to win and makes its own breaks. Cause right now they're on what they're, they're eight and one yeah. uh, last week. They had the, what, what we would catalog as the luckiest win in the NFL since 2014 wow. um, based on their win probability throughout the game. Right. So, and the Cowboys, like, we're playing the inflation, you know, we're playing the defense, we're playing the Vikings being yeah. banged up and that we think they're lucky. At what point do we change our calculus on the Vikings? I feel like we've been nailing the Vikings all season in the sense that we know exactly what they are. It's like a team that if they're a bigger favorite, we kind of fade it. When they're at home at 1 o'clock, I usually buy in on it. This is a nice little sweet spot where it's a 4.30 start, so it's like, you know, it's the in-betweener where it's like, all right, at least I don't have to just blindly bet the Vikings at home here. But the the biggest thing about me, them, me saying they're not a pretender is, like, again, you can go back and watch that game. Kirk, yes, we say it all the time. He has these moments, these really dumb moments of, you know, either taking the sack or making bad throws. But he also has these throws where it's like, you know, you see Kirk's talent rise to that level. And we've seen it this year. He's had, I think it's up to five games now where he's come back or – whatever, had a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. That's a big deal. If you're if you're a fan of the Vikings or you're someone that has a futures on the Vikings where it's like, okay. To me, they already have that division wrapped up. I just don't see them falling off a cliff here to end the season, even though they are due for regression, um, like Chad just talked about. The one-score game thing is real. Like, the best teams – the best team last year in one-score games was the Las Vegas Raiders. This year, they're the worst team in one-score games. That's how it is. It's just like eventually these things turn. Maybe it won't be this year. Maybe the Vikings will keep pulling off these miracles. Um, I just, as someone that's just going off the pure data and the math, it's like, okay, the Vikings are a very talented team. I just don't think they're a top three, top four team in the NFC. And, like, again, that's nothing to take away from them. It's more about their defense – Again, they're not as good as as people are giving them credit for. It's like I, I've seen it where their D-line has played well, and, and I give them credit for that, but their secondary has major issues. They're on offense, again, Kirk has played incredibly. You're going to see it this week. They might have major trouble on that offensive line with these injuries they have. So, again, a Minnesota team, I think they have a ton of talent. It's all going to come back in the end to this head coach where it's like I, I've, I've liked what they've done. They've put Kirk in good positions. But yeah, I just talked about it. they've been one of the luckier teams all season. So I don't want to say bad things about Minnesota because they have played so well. But this is just like a typical spot where even if they win this game, right? I'm not going to over adjust or be like, okay, now they are for real a top two team because I try not to over adjust to those things. I just on paper, I look at this Cowboys team as they are better across the board. They match up very well across the board against this Minnesota team. So 
just going off the matchups, that's where I like this. And then I'm playing the value of the number. I have this at three. It's minus one. That's why I'm taking the number. Again, if this was three and a half, I'd be all over Minnesota as a home dog at three and a half. That'd be an amazing number. Maybe you think about them at my uh, plus three. But at plus one and a half, I think it's a bad number. And that's why I'm taking Dallas here. So I, I'm trying not to overthink it because I do think Minnesota is a good team. Um, it's just a, just a good spot to take a Dallas team that, again, the public is just simply off them. This is a, a, a truly a professional game. The pros are the ones betting this game. The public will be all over Minnesota in this matchup. Vikings getting 54% of the bets. Cowboys getting 77% of the money. Yeah. And again, we're not always right. Chad knows. Chad says all the time, like we get shit wrong all the time, but it's just, this is a game that pros will take a stance on just because they have the same numbers as I do. It's like, this is a a mismatch and a good matchup for this Dallas team. Still love the Cowboys. Uh, we still love the Texans at plus three and a half. Um, we think Stucky listening to Stucky and Raybone this morning on the Action Network podcast. We were already on the Texans. Uh, yeah. Stucky was talking about how much he liked the Texans, and we had all the right theories on it. Sort of the inflation, um, the luck factor for the for the Commanders in that game. Some bad turnovers, some bad calls. Like they were the better team, but. They still got outgained on a yards per play basis. The Texans outgained the Giants on a yards per play basis. They outplayed the Giants on a yards per play basis. Yeah. I will reiterate what I said the other day. Four red zone possessions for the <laughs> Texans. Two turnovers, two field goals. So they are they they were the better team on Sunday. They didn't cover. Now they get to go home. They get a that we get the inflationary bounce on the commanders. So now it's a three and a half. Like, come on, people, just do the right thing. Take the Texans. That's all we're asking. We're just asking you to be some goddamn professionals. It's another pros Joe's game. We talked about it, 58% on the commanders, uh, 85% on the Texans. And I was right there with Chad where I, I love this game. Sunday night, like right when this number came out, I was like, all right, this will be a good number. I'll wait, get the three and a half. Hopefully it gets there. Just threw a little bit on it. Me and Chad, I think we talked Tuesday morning, but still three. And then before um, we did our show, it jumped up a three and a half. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to grab that number. Surprised to hear that two different groups really love this game and they're betting heavy money on this game where, I don't know, I try to stay away from the worst teams in football because you never know when teams have given up, right? When teams have just simply given up. And we saw... Brandon Cooks, who was a captain of their team, he was stripped of his captaincy for this Houston team. Again, this is a guy that people would talk highly about. He got burned out from losing. Like, that's a real thing. So that's my only worry with this Houston team is that they could be they could be cooked, right? They could have given up and are just t- uh, uh, tuning out Lovey Smith at this point. That's a major risk when you're taking this kind of game and this kind of number. But blind test people, I'm like, again, I'm begging you, this is just a professional bet. You have to take a three and a half. It's overinflated line. Like Chad just talked about, game should be closer to, I don't know, say one or two. The fact that it's three and a half at this point, it's been bet up that high just because of what Washington did on Monday night. It's too much. Um, Washington is not, not the kind of team that blows teams out. We've just seen it all year. They let teams back in. They play close games. So three and a half is just a no-brainer, smart number. We will die on this hill, especially in our contest. I know we're going to get a three and a half, hopefully. Um, 
have to take it. It's just a no-brainer play. No-brainer. You have to take it. We love the Texans for the contest. We love the Cowboys. I think we'll get a one or one and a half for the Cowboys. Um, Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. We liked them the other day at minus four. We didn't know Stafford was playing. Stafford practiced today yeah, uh, or practiced yesterday. You said before we came on, you heard he had been cleared and he will be playing this weekend. The number is now down to three. Yeah. Um, I still love the Saints. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Rams. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just interesting that, you know, the professionals like Stafford and they came in heavy on this Rams team where the issue to me is the Rams O-line just keeps getting worse and worse every week. They keep losing guys. Um, the counter argument to that more is guys this week. Lost more yeah, guys the, this week. The Saints don't get that much pressure. Um, I think they've improved as the season's gone along here. Again, they've had weird matchups where, you know, you have to throw out that Atlanta game because that was an Atlanta game where all they did was run the ball. So, of course, they didn't get any pressures in that game. Um, I just – I don't really overreact to it, but Chad's dead on. Like, if if I can get a three in the contest, I'll take that with the Saints team at home in a matchup against a Rams team that just has major issues across the board. Throw on top of that, they just lost Cooper Cup. I can't get over that. And I feel like the books aren't reacting enough to that that info. Like, Stafford is really worth a point and a half at one point. What's Cooper Cup worth? Three points? Like, seriously, I'm not even like – Cooper Cup is is 30% of their offense. (laughs) Exactly. And at one point, he was 50% of it. So, it's just – it's a major, major deal. I don't think the books are factoring into it. So, hopefully, we get a good number of the contest. If it was four, four and a half, if it locked at that number yesterday – I'd pass on that. But at three, I would love to put that number in. That's just a good number for a home team in the Saints. That worst case, I see him winning by three. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. For tonight, same game parlay, I like Aaron Rodgers under his total passing yards. Aaron Jones over his total reception yards in the Packers, minus three. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code favorites if you don't already have an account. That's promo code favorites to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is now withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia.
Can we talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles, please? Because right yeah. now, right now, the Colts are all of a sudden a seven-point underdog. I am starting to feel strongly about the Colts because Jordan Davis not playing for the Eagles. As far as I know, he will not be playing. That troubles me if the dominant defensive lineman for the Eagles is Fletcher Cox. We saw what happened when he had to play at a ton of games, ton of plays on Monday night. The Colts can be a better running team than Washington. Matt Ryan, <laughs> I like having him back under center in yeah. this kind of contest. Going on the road, winning by a touchdown in the NFL, that's fucking hard. You know, it is. Again, everything you said is fair. Like, it's it's one of those I'll walk away from it most likely, but I don't know. Come Sunday, I feel like I might be able to convince you to take uh, the six and a half. It's just, to me, the biggest discrepancy is the head coaching position. Like, the coaching for the Eagles, to me, is so much better than what the Colts have. And, you know, we can say it all we want about last week, them winning in that spot. I still believe it has more to do with the Raiders than anything else. And, again, the Raiders were in that game. They were winning 2019, and they had the ball. And, you know, Derek Carr, you could argue, is one of the worst QBs in football right now, gave the ball back to the Colts, in which they took it down the field and scored. So looking at this matchup, do we see Hurts having another bad game? Again, he didn't have that bad of a game last week, but the, the team just said as a whole, I just don't see it. The Eagles, to me, are just a well-coached team. Defensively, they got embarrassed. We've seen historically teams that get embarrassed tend to bounce back. But Chad's right. They're one of the worst-ranked run defenses in football, and Jordan Davis is not coming back. And Fletcher Cox, who, again, I, I hate to say it as an Eagles fan, he's just not that good anymore. And the man had to play 70 snaps in a football game last week. Um, they interviewed him, I think it was yesterday, about how he felt. And he said he felt like shit. And he said his whole body hurt. And it's like, well, Chad just nailed it. They got to turn around on a short week, and now he's got to play a bunch of snaps again. That's a big issue, so – I, I wish I'd come here and confidently be like, no, you take the fucking Eagles here. This is the play. Chad's probably right. I'm probably being a little blinded here um, by the mismatch and the coaching staffs, but I just, I can't, I cannot be talking to the Colts uh, at this number. Seven and a half, eight, you piqued my interest, but it was eight and a half uh, Sunday night, was eight Monday morning, moved to seven and a half uh, by Tuesday morning, and then seven by the time, or six, I think, six and a half by the time we did our show. Clearly, the professionals are with Chad. Like, that's pro money. Keep coming in, moving that number. Um, definitely an interesting game this week. Uh, I said Chad's probably going to be on the right side with the professionals, but at six and a half, I already kind of made a position on this Eagles team. You know what? That's the beauty of doing it together, right? We're not going to agree on every game. We have to make compromises. We're in a relationship. <laughs> at the end of the day, I think we make more correct decisions together. Uh yeah. And if this ends up not being one, so be it. That's the world we live in. Yeah. And again, if you if you come to me Tuesday, I mean Sunday morning and it's seven and a half in our contest, and you're like, guy, I fucking love the Colts. It's one of my favorite too. I I wouldn't say no. Cause I, to me, everything we just talked about is the truth. It's like if they can get a lead, the Colts, and they can run the ball with last year's best running back in football, Jonathan Taylor, who looks like he's kind of getting back into form here. That's a huge deal. Like, that's a team that can control the clock against an Eagles team that we've seen struggle in second halves this year. So um, I get where your head's at. Again, seven and a half would be the number for me. It's seven. 
still kind of leaning towards the Eagles. Chargers uh, plus six. We said on we said on Tuesday, uh, taking the plus seven. They're now plus six. Yeah, getting seventy five percent of the money. That's why the number is moving down. Um, do we not like him at six in the contest? We like him at six and a half. I am not a buyer on the Chiefs as a near touchdown favorite. They don't do well in these games. Patrick yeah. Mahomes does not cover at big numbers. The Chargers are supposed to get Keenan Allen back, maybe Mike Williams back. Um, I We like the Chargers as dogs at big numbers. The variance plays to their favor. Yeah, it's all about where the number is at for our contest. But in real life, people, you might get sick of us saying this because they burned us last week, the Jaguars. But at more than a touchdown favorite, or even I think it's three and a half favorite. Yeah, it's three and a half. Just, is right. That's what it. That's what it is. He's below fifty percent ATS, and there's a reason for that. It's an inflated line backed off Mahomes. So, um, yeah, I, I love the I love the Chargers. It just is always scary when Chad says all this money is coming in against Mahomes because um, it's usually where he bites you. Like again, Mahomes is that talented. The books know what they're doing. They're flirting with this line here, right? We saw it drop down to five and a half, then it jumped up to six. They're just like us. They're trying to dictate what's going to happen here with this Keenan Allen, Mike Williams news. Because that's a big deal. Again, the secondary, you can look it up. They have a small secondary in the Chiefs. If you get two big body receivers, that's that's so huge for this Chargers team that on third down, that's where they've struggled. Again, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, if you go back and watch film, they are exactly who he looks for on third down. This year, what has he been doing, Herbert, with those guys out? Checking it down to Austin Eckler. That doesn't work. Again, amazing for fantasy football. But Austin Eckler is not picking up those first downs like he would if he had these two big receivers. So if you miss the good numbers, again, six and a half, seven. I get it if you want to take the six, but to me, I I would wait. You wait, wait and see if it's gonna be Mike Williams or Keenan Allen here. Um, if me and Chad do get word Sunday morning that they are gonna be playing, and we get six and a half in our contest, I'm gonna have to put that in. That's that's too big of a number in division a match, a division matchup between these two teams here especially when the Chargers know this is it, right? They need to win this game if they have any chance in this division, which I've written them off. I don't think they have a chance in this division, but this would flip that. Them them winning this game would totally uh, throw upheaval into this division where they would actually have a chance at winning it. So to me, this is going to mean more to this Chargers team. Um, wait, wait on the number, though. Again, major, major, major news if those two receivers play. I didn't wait on the number. I you, got, you got the seven, though, didn't you? I got it at six. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I got the seven, so that's why I feel comfortable waiting. Or even six and a half, if you got that, I'd feel comfortable. But, yeah, if you're scared, just want to grab the six just to be safe. Because I do think it'll drop, right? As soon as those two guys get cleared, it'll drop. Yeah. Go ahead and grab it. Um, again, it feels like the Cleveland game. where We talked about Cleveland-Buffalo. Blindly just grabbed the eight and a half because we knew the snow was coming. I thought it was going to be way more snow. Apparently, it's only going to be three to six feet now, which that's good for them. But just two towns over, they're literally getting 15 feet of snow. So this is ever-evolving. Um, people asking about that game is going to be canceled too, Chad. Everything you read, these people in Buffalo, these maniacs, they say that it's the snow is the day before. So it's not like the snow will be affecting that game. It's the the cancellation would be, are people going to be able to get to the game? Um, so that was pretty funny reading all these comments online about this Buffalo game because it's just – Tough-ass people up there. There's like, listen, we've had worse snowstorms like this. We've made it to the Bills game. Um, yeah. I, I Again, as much as I would love 
um, for this game. They play in the snow. It, it seems like it's going to be the kind of thing where it's the snow the day before. So, you know, it won't be that terrible during the game. Love the over, though. If, it, if that's true and there's not going to be snow and there's not going to be crazy shit happening during the game, take that value and take the over. Um, I already grabbed it at 41 and a half, 41. It's up to 42 and a half at a bunch of books. Key number, I'd still grab it there. Could see it if it's clear day. If it's a clear sunny day and it snowed a ton the day before, who cares? Like that's perfect weather for Josh Allen to throw in against a horrible Cleveland defense that you know we just saw them get lit up by Miami. And we've seen the Bills be able to get run on, and we had Nick Chubb in town. So a low total in a game that you assume would be high scoring without bad weather, uh, I'd grab it now. Call it a snover. Snover. We got a snover. <laughs> um, okay. All right. We talked about the Chargers. We talked about the Cowboys. We talked about the Texans. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Saints, which are now down to three in some places. Um, uh, Pats, if we can get three in the contest, we still like that. Um, three and a half would scare you off? Three and a half for the Pats? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd, I'd be fine with taking that. Because I told you, I make it four, four and a half. So I think there's still good value in that number. We have not come up with the big balls yet, and I kind of was hoping to convince you that the Colts could be our big balls better the week, but it doesn't sound like I can. And that no, because take... I, I let you do it last week. I wanted to be Pittsburgh. You said that was too easy, and you took the Jaguars, and I got a lot of hate about it. I need to start standing firm against Chad. And I was like, I like the Jaguars last week, though. What am I going to do here? It's hard when he says big balls, and I like the game. I mean, if you want, brother... If we we're gonna go big balls, no, nah, I can't do it. No, nah, I guess what? it is. It'd be the Chargers, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say the only other option is the Chargers. Like I was gonna say, that's the only one that's really is making me feel sick. It just sucks that it's at six, but I guess at the same time, it's a good number. So for big balls, I I, I would do the six. It's just here's what I would say: Does it take big balls to bet the Bengals at three and a half? <laughs> wow, going against your team, Pittsburgh. It does. It takes big balls to bet a road favorite of more than a field goal in a divisional game when the wise guys are on the Steelers. Fuck. Big balls yeah. isn't just about betting underdogs. It's do you have the fucking cojones to go against the pros? To go against the pros to bet a not perfect number because you've got conviction that you are on the right side of history here. I'll do it. I mean, I I'm feel sick saying. in my stomach. Feel sick to my stomach doing it, so it must you must be right. It must take the big balls. The sicker you feel, the bigger the bet. <laughs> That's true. Jeez. So we're going with Cincy minus three and a half. Yep, going against our boy Chris Raybon. Oh yeah, we're going against Raybon. We're we're wow. saying Cincy. Let's confirm. We both. I, I don't want to be overly enthusiastic and and convince you here. I, I just I told you the the pros are on Pittsburgh this week. Like I had a couple of calls and I said to them what we're saying right now. It's like all right. Keep betting it. Let me get three and a half. It's three and a half at FanDuel. I got to be a man of my word, Chad. I'm with you on it. We're doing Fucking it. Fucking Bengals. Fucking Jamar Bengals. Chase, less Bengals. Big balls. Better the week. <laughs> I'm not in a hotel this week. I can scream it from the top of my fucking lungs. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Big balls. Better the week. <laughs> Still a lot up in the air. Yeah, and again, a lot can change. Like Sunday morning, again, we didn't really talk about it. Chad loves 49ers. I want to take Arizona. If they're down to their third-string third quarterback, I will be joining Chad on the 49ers. And again, if it's seven and a half, eight in our contest, um, I'm happy to put that in. I'd make that number 10 
fits the third stringer in there. So big deal. Again, talked to a bunch of me amigos down in Mexico. They're all going to the game. They're all 49ers fans. They said it's about to be a fucking party. So if you want to know what the real people in Mexico City and uh, in Mexico are doing, they are going as 49ers fans and they are going to party. So true. Talking about it. So, so true. (laughs) All right. We did big balls. Talked about a lot of games. I don't know that we've narrowed a five, but I think in the category, if people are getting antsy. Six six or seven we like. Yeah, like the Texans, the Pats, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Browns a little bit, the Bengals we we like, Saints at minus three we really like. So Yeah, like if it's down to six and a half, seven – the Browns and we got eight and a half, eight in the contest. We'll probably we'd have to probably, do it. Yeah. We probably would have to do it. Yeah. We'd have to do it. Uh, all right. Let's talk about our money line round Robin parlay. And then we got to do some scooch roulette. My dog likes your dog. Your dog likes my dog. And I did not like this week. Like last week, I feel like we had three, three games that were just like good money lines. We did. We um, won three. Uh, we had three winners last week. Yeah. We had the Commanders. We had. Um, no, I know we had the Vikings. We had the nice Vikings. One. We had someone else, I think. Pittsburgh. We'll start off easy. Bears, no brainer. Like, that's one of those, again, if you got it at three, I would just take the money line there. I just, I could either see them winning this game or losing by two touchdowns. That's how the Bears have been this season. An up and down team. Give me the Bears as our first leg. Game we didn't even touch on. A game I didn't get much info from pros about, so I didn't really have a feel for it. I think everyone's a little scared off in the professional community of this Giants team, but Detroit feels like a smart side, but a smart side in the sense that I'm just going to take their money line. I'm not even going to mess with the points here. One of the stinkier games this week. So start off with the Bears. Give me Detroit. Detroit. I know Chad wants to do it. I can't do it. I can't even say it, but I'll have to say it. Colts. Colts. Yeah, throw them in Dude, there. we were in a mind meld right there. Yeah. We said it at the exact same time. I knew it though. It's just you're, you and you're spot on about it. It's like teams go through different periods in the season where they just drop games. We've seen, we've just saw it with the Bills. The Bills have dropped two games that shit. No one projecting out, so them losing the Jets and then Minnesota at home. It's just that's wonky parts of the season. That could be easily be the Eagles here dropping a game with Washington, dropping a game with the Colts. Give me Houston, no brainer. We love them at home in a bounce back spot here. And top it off, our big balls bet Chargers. Outright yeah. win against it's the not our big balls bet. Cincy is our big balls bet. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> but still, the Chargers, the Chargers should be in this money line parlay. <laughs> you're right. We gotta Do mark you, that. Down. I will I will listen. No, because I wrote I wrote I wrote Chargers and Big Balls, and I forgot to cross it out. You're right. Because, is it because you want Chargers and Big Balls? No. I, I'm I'm good with either of them. They're both to me are take huge balls. They both make yeah. me feel sick. It's fucking balls. <laughs> well, I you won Scooch Roulette, brother. I won Scooch Roulette last week. Um, I did. I had uh, the Steelers. You had Denver. Um, Last night I got a text for old school, the old school fans of the odds, the old school fans of the Behind the Bets podcast uh, at ESPN and then the buffet with Scooch. (laughs) One of the main characters in the odds, he was the golden boy. His name is Jim Corona. Jim Corona is now a massive executive uh, in Vegas, has been for a long time. He was sort of the 
apprentice bookmaker to Bob Scucci and Joe Lupo at the Stardust in the late 90s when I was doing the book, The Odds. And love Jim Corona. He texted me, he texted Bob Scucci, and he texted Joe Lupo last night because someone had asked him to sign a copy of The Odds. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to Scooch, shout out to Jim Corona, shout out to Joe Lupo. <laughs> yeah. As we play this latest round of Scooch Roulette. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. It's so ugly. I feel like I, I chose the Texans for exec decision. I'll take the Chargers plus six. There you go. I'm all in. I have to do it. I don't even have a choice. Give me Dallas minus one and a, one and a half. I'm all in on this week. It might be your biggest bet of the year. Yeah, it's shaping up that way. Like I, and it's the worst because now I can't sleep. Like I won't starting Friday. I will not be able to sleep. It's just there's just too much on the line. But it's um, I feel good. I honestly do. Like I just love this spot for this Dallas team. So trying to keep under wraps. Don't want the bad karma. But um, going within Scooch Roulette. Need the win. What where are we at right now? Am I what am I seven? I'm six and four in Scooch Roulette. You are seven and three in Scooch Roulette. Listen, neck and neck right now. I started off hot. You had a little bit of a run. We're both coming off hot right now. So six and four, seven and three. Yeah, I did a little thing we like to call cheating, but not really. Just smart betting. I just rode Seattle. A little yeah, thing you didn't know. Doesn't notice. matter. I know. Guy. <laughs> I just I just saw I saw Seattle getting hot here. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna ride them in this scooch roulette and uh it served me well. Wins are wins. It's true. All right. I think we've done it all. Uh, reminder, it all. next week, next week, we have a normal episode on Tuesday and we are off on Thursday because as Matt Mitchell says, nobody's fucking listening to podcasts <laughs> Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving week. And those looking to join us on AMP, God willing, it will work. We will be on at 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Tell them where they can catch us though. Where they can catch us on Thursday and Sunday. You can catch us on Thursday and Sunday on Convince Me. Nice job, Simon. Jesus Christ. I can't believe that like this is only your third or fourth year doing it. There are people <laughs> who have been doing this for 20 fucking years or 30 years like me who would forget to tell people where to catch us. Watch us on Convince Me. Me, Simon, Raybon, Kerner, Dan Ravel, Samantha Paviti. We have a Thursday episode, Action Network HQ on Twitter, in the app, on YouTube. And then we have a Sunday episode, 11 a.m. Eastern. Catch us. It'll be awesome. We'll be doing a lot of talking about gambling as we do. And uh, download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, for Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, the greatest producer ever, cares about you guys more than you know. I'm Chad Millman. Love you. Love you.